You're listening to The Parallel Pass, a podcast designed to elevate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can get everything you want out of life. The only question is, are you ready? All right. Welcome back to the Parallel Paths podcast. I'm your co-host, Nikita Moore. And I'm your other co-host, Blair McClendon. Yes. And we're back. And it's been a long time since Blair and I have talked. (laughs) It feels like a minute. It's definitely been a minute. It's definitely been a minute. Blair's been holding it down on the production side of things as I've been traveling. So I appreciate my co-hosts for holding it down and continuing to put some episodes out while I was traveling cross country. And as you can see, I have arrived in Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we are here and ready to deliver to you guys another interesting episode of the Parallel Paths podcast. Hey. Man, so first and foremost, how is that West Coast life? And before you answer that, is the West Coast truly the best coast? The West Coast is definitely the best coast. I just felt it, you know, as soon as I arrived, I was like, I am here, I am home. <laughs> like, just the energy, like, because honestly, I expect it to be, you know, a little nervous just because like LA is like that kind of make it or break it place and so many people come out here and don't make it so it's just like you got to get on your grind and when I got out here like I knew that that was gonna be a part of it but I still felt like comfortable you know and safe and I don't know I think part of that just comes down to just knowing that everything is always gonna work out and that I'm meant to be here but um yeah it's a it's a new it's a new and interesting energy that I'm stepping into that's what's (laughs) up I, I shall join you very soon. We'll see. No, I feel, maybe I, not LA, but I like that Southern Cali vibe. Oh yeah, for sure. I felt and I since I got out here, I've had several people hit me up, be like, "I'm about to come out there. I'm moving out there in January. Or I'm moving out there." So like, and it's always been in the plans. Like even with my little side track in Seattle, that was just a stepping stone to get to Cali. But Cali always been the mission. West Coast, definitely the best. For real. <laughs> it's like Florida without the humidity, but different. That's what I keep, that's what I keep telling people because they're like, oh, it's so hot. And I'm just like, I would take this heat over that Florida heat plus humidity right. any day. Yeah, people, I think, really be sleep on how hot Florida is. Like, I know I got some cousins in Alabama and they swear Alabama the hottest place on earth. I'm like, dog, <laughs> Florida? <laughs> <laughs> so it's different dog like you walk outside and you sweating immediately you are i so. remember one of my first memories in florida was i was running some errands trying to get some stuff for my new apartment and as soon as i stepped out the car my phone was sweating and i was like this is ridiculous and yeah and then i remember i was trying to walk across the u.s campus one day and I was looking around, everybody else had a water bottle, but I didn't have one. I damn near had a heat stroke out there. I was like, never again will I go without water. Water and an umbrella are essentials in Florida. <laughs> hey, that's a key, especially the umbrella. I remember my freshman year at UF, um, I would walk from like my dorm 
to like the north side of campus. Uh, so probably close to three quarters of a mile. Um, so pretty, pretty far. And the sky would just open up and be like, all right, I, I've gotten caught out here like twice. Can't do it again. Got to at least carry an umbrella in my backpack at all times because you go to class, it's sunny, middle of class, and you just hear the rain on the roof. And you're like, you got to be kidding right now. Yeah, just be stuck. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so the journey out here was, it was great. I took it with a close friend of mine. We, um, we hit all the COVID hotspots. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from Florida <laughs> to Houston, spent a few days in Houston. Um, and then from there we went to Austin, another hotspot, and then El Paso, Texas, and then to the Grand Canyon, which was dope. So dope. I almost didn't end up doing that part because it would have added money and time, but I'm so glad we did. It was such a dope experience to be out there and just to see something like that is just so grand. And like, and the thing that it kept occurring to me was like, I'm looking at this big, vast canyon and how big it is at the same time realizing like the universe that's within each and every one of us is grander than this thing that we're you know, seeing and, and awing over in front of us. So right. that was an awesome experience. And then we finally arrived in yeah. LA. <laughs> That's crazy. So you said you passed through Austin and El Paso. So let me ask Austin, I've never been there. Did you get some time there or you just passed through? Really was passing through. So we went to visit one of my friends. He's an artist out there, Lakeem Wilson. Um, got a tattoo. Hey. <laughs> had to mark had to mark the new journey. <laughs> That's I mean, dope. Yeah, the new chapter. It's a little dope. It's a, it's definitely it incorporates a sunflower. So okay. <laughs> you you know, gotta show me a pic. Yeah, I'll definitely post a pic of it. Um, but it says freedom until nirvana, mm, which okay. is a brand that I'll be launching soon called Fun. Um hey. F standing for freedom, you until nirvana with Nirvana being that highest state of consciousness and awareness. Did we talk about that already? We did, and that's hard though. <laughs> we got a lot more to talk about. You know, I can get excited about stuff like that. So yeah, I got I got a couple things cooking on the side as well. Everybody cooking right now and should be cooking right now. That, this is the, the time for all of that. Yes, yeah, that's the thing. As soon as I get settled down, I cannot wait to get to work. Like, cause I just been, you know, trying to take my time and just get settled out here in LA, let, th let that be my primary focus. But right. I am so ready for this grind. Like I'm ready to get the hustles going. I'm ready to get these projects popping. Like I'm just ready for the second half of 2020 because this is the seventh month. So this is the second half. So, hey. you know, we had enough putting our foot in the water, you know, all the crazy. Now it's time. It's go time. Hey, and you know, the best month coming up next. Hey, you know that Leo season, <laughs> Virgo season, just August in general. You know that. Yes, August. August oh, yes. See that your whole background is like August to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, it feels like summer. Mm hmm. Yep. And that's the it's the funny thing about it is like summer, like even just coming to LA and not having the full LA experience or having to wait on it a little bit just because you know we technically are shut down even though people are still going out and doing things right um but it's like I haven't been able to 
well, I don't know. I don't know. I still feel like I'm going to enjoy my time and be able to connect. Um, obviously, everything always works out. So we'll see. So, so I know at least where my first stop would have been when I got to Cali. So for the viewers out there, if you can guess that, shout out to you. But I'm going to pose that question because you already know where I'm headed. Did you make a trip to a space station on your on your way in? Unfortunately, no, because I have some some job things coming up. Or <laughs> makes sense. Oh, um, so sense. no, no, okay. I did not. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was a challenge, you know. But it also was a, um, another opportunity to kind of do some introspection to kind of. Cause I definitely had planned to, you know, ride the spaceship all the way here. Um, so. <laughs> hey, shout out to a real one. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was, it was, uh, it's been nice to, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's cool. Not as fun, but it's cool. <laughs> I feel it. It's, it's nice to take those little breaks so you can recharge. And then next time you take off, it's a nice, Nice trip to the moon. Yeah. And that's, that's been one thing because I made it intentional to kind of detox my way into California because right. I wanted to start here fresh. Like I didn't want to, because I was already eating a lot of like crap like in Houston and, um, and then after Houston, I started trying to eat a little bit cleaner. But when I got here, I didn't want to be heavy. I wanted my spirit to be light so that way I could be receptive to whatever energy was trying to guide me and, and that way I could make right decisions as far as like where I was going to live and who I was connecting with. So um, I've been intentional about trying to like kind of be detox and you know, purify myself. <laughs> I think that's the key you just hit on too, is being able to listen to your gut, but with a clean digestive tract, mm -hmm. not listening to your gut after eating trash and trying to make a decision. And um, I don't think people realize how much uh, that goes into their normal everyday decision making and just how you feel and just your ability to tap in and be in, in tune with everything going on um, but like you said eating cleaner foods becoming a little bit lighter uh, lighter meaning eating things that are easier to digest uh, is huge plays a big key yeah for sure and I noticed like now I I'll I won't eat until after I do my meditation and my and my morning journaling. Cause sometimes like I'll just like sit there and I'll have like my little breakfast there. I'm like, oh I didn't meditate and I will meditate before I eat just so yeah. I can have like that cleanliness. And even here, like I've been eating very light because it's just like I don't want to have I don't want to be weighed down by food. Like my energy is so important, you know, and even like even like alcohol consumption. So I had, like a little bit of alcohol on my way out here. Um, but I still kept it limited. She's just like, you know, my energy is so important. <laughs> and like, for me, it's, it's almost addicting. It's like once I got a taste of like how good I could feel eating is pure and all this type of stuff, drinking water, um, it's addicting to where like when you have something on the, that, that counters that it's like, ah, was this worth it? At least for me, I'm like, was it worth it? Like, so, I mean, I, it's not really appealing for me to go grab a drink and stuff like that anymore. Like, I just don't enjoy the feeling of being drunk like I used to. I guess, again, I had a hard, like, we went hard in college. So, 
I think I drank enough in them four years for a lifetime. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I, I still feel like, like, I, I do enjoy feel, I, the feeling of drunkenness. Like, I do, I do like that, like, you know, loosey-goosey. Um, right. I've never been the type to get sloppy. Like, my body just doesn't go there. Um, but, you know, I will, like, nowadays, I'd rather indulge in a glass of wine and if I am drinking True. wine, it needs to be like the highest proof wine. Cause I like, I don't want to be drinking it if I'm not going to get a buzz off of it. Or like, I'd rather take a shot of tequila than like have a mixed drink. <laughs> if, if I, look, if I'm going to do anything, give me the strongest thing you got. Like, ain't no different with the gas. Like, <laughs> it's the loudest thing you got. So um, yeah, I can agree though. Like I might try some wine or maybe some sangria or something like that from time to time. But like, that's super rare. Like. So I might as well just say I don't drink because, like I said, that's rare. Yeah. So so I've been doing my move. What's been new in your life, Blair? Man, just building every day. Um, a couple of new partnerships coming up. Some different stuff. Um, we'll be launching. Your mastermind group have been meeting. I've been, hopefully now, I'll be able to attend those meetings now that my schedule is switched yeah. up. Yeah, we got one this Thursday, so. Yeah, I missed too much. I think we recorded them, so we can go back and catch up. But yeah, you know, just building, keep pushing forward. That's it. Nothing groundbreaking new. What you mean? It's all groundbreaking. <laughs> well, I mean, same thing for me. Like nothing outside of that per se. I did take a trip to Tampa. Went to Atlanta. I think since we talked. Wait, no, I caught you on my way back from Tampa. And then we both went to Atlanta mm-hmm. since we linked. But uh, yeah, that was a cool trip, I guess. Saw the fam. So it uh, seems like for the both of us, we're still doing some traveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, these folks like, ain't finna spend me. <laughs> yeah, we, fin- we still finna be out here. And like, I mean, driving too. Like, I mean, I'm in my own space. Right. So uh, even when it came to like going out in Atlanta, I didn't really go to too many spots. I had to grab a smoothie bowl from one of my favorite spots on the Beltline. And I figured since I was at the Beltline, I might as well grab a donut. Because <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little spot that has like vegan donuts mm. called Rev- Revolution. Did you, have you been there? No, there was, a, there, was a, there was like a vegan cupcake place inside that little... Pont City Market thing, not Pont City Market, but whatever that thing is off the, the belt line. It could be PCM. It could be Pont City Market. Okay. okay. I haven't been in there in a minute, but um, this spot's off of like, I think it's off Edgewood, mm. but like right around the corner from the belt line, Revolution um, Donuts, definitely top two, top three I've had. Well, you haven't had the, the potato donuts from Halo Donuts in Gainesville, Florida. You though. did tell me that. You <laughs> did tell me about those. I have to try those. Um, it's a spot in Portland, Voodoo Donuts. I think they just, yeah, they got one in Orlando too now. But Voodoo was up there, and it's another spot in Chicago. I can't remember the name. But LA, I'm sure they got some out here because like there's like a oh, donut for sure. every corner out in LA. For sure. I've heard LA got some incredible donuts, but I haven't um I think the one time I went to LA, I didn't really get to indulge like that. But every other city I go to, I'm trying donuts. Especially if I can get some gluten-free vegan. At this point, like I have to kind of 
figure out what I'm gonna do with my sweet tooth now, but really if I can just grab a smoothie, I'm straight. I don't even really care about that stuff. But if it's there, why not indulge? Mm -hmm. When in Rome. Right. That's the thing. When I'm driving through LA, like every block you're on, there's like some some smell of food just like flying in your face. Like there's just food everywhere. It's crazy. Everybody's such a foodie. Man, that'd be tempting. But it but honestly it's like I feel like because there's a lot of um little taco stand it's like more of a carnivores i mean honestly there are a lot of vegan places out here but out like a lot like there's a lot of meat food so for sure that's what i was thinking that you were saying anyway yeah like i mean it would still be just tempting from the smell of it but like not tempting from like a craving perspective like i'm not not craving it like i don't even i don't even think about eating meat no more for real like it's Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe if I'm in a certain part of Florida, like where, where I'm from, certain places that you might go and they have like incredible crab cakes. And I might want a crab cake, but like, I don't necessarily order it, but I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like, I don't know. I feel complete with, with my nutrition right now. See, I think like shrimp and crab would probably be my like little weakness. Yeah. And it was for me. That's that's really all I ate meat wise in 2019. Shrimp, crab. Um, I don't even think I had any fish. I don't even think I had chicken last year. For I did maybe one time. The crab. <laughs> Say that again. And those are the worst of the seafood: the shrimp and the crab. Oh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, but they so good. Somebody on Instagram posted it was like a comparison between like a roach's leg and then a crab I know. leg. I know. Like, yeah, I that i wasn't even gonna bring it up i didn't want to ruin nobody's day because it definitely ruined my day when i found it out i'm like bro it was like so similar <laughs> it is it's super similar super similar it's the same thing <laughs> basically roaches of the sea oh the and they got to make for like so much money Bruh. but hey it tastes good though look you know people still want you it's all good so speaking about social media, uh, I don't really really that much, but one of the things that recently came to my attention was Kanye West. I don't know if this is if it was a joke or if it's serious, but Kanye West running for president twenty twenty. I did hear about that. Okay. I heard about that. He had mentioned he mentioned a while ago that he planned to run for president. So honestly, it's kind of hard for me to even speak on it because i don't pay attention to it like it's more so is this a false flag like a lot of the other stuff like is it just scripted and it's, yeah is this is another distraction so i think it's a lot more important things going on right now that we got to be focused on besides kanye mm-hmm. um so like i think as much stuff is changing right now you can't stop like everything need to be changed the whole system need to be changed like you already got a reality tv star in office i don't necessarily need a rapper in office next like i need somebody competent who really know what the fuck going on so we get that like i i can't endorse none of these people i can't support none of it my thing is how much power does a president, I don't know, like, I don't know the judicial system well enough to be able to say how much power, like, does it really matter who's in office that much? Like, how much power does that person actually have? 
Well, that's what I'm saying as far as like the whole system need to be overhauled. Cause like end of the day, they all puppets. Like <laughs> being controlled by a, a hidden hand that's above what any of us know. So, I mean, to me, that's all smoke and mirrors. So until we see a new system, like I can't even put no stock into that. Hmm. But it would make for an interesting country because you know like housing would be dope <laughs> like if if he changed some stuff up for real like if he really got in office and let's just hypothetically speak like if we just we just throwing this out for you know laughs and giggles um what if he designed like this you know the dope housing the dope shoes everybody get these clothes like <laughs> There were definitely no for all Rep- Hey, look, reparations going everywhere. He like, look, we getting all this shit straight. We going, we taking this back. This is really there probably will be more money alloc- allocated towards mental health and towards you know the creative arts and stuff. Oh, for sure. They defunded over time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if we really thinking of it on that level, um, it'd be kind of like the Renaissance, low key. Because I mean, he's an artsy dude. So. And Kanye, if you've seen some of his lectures from like back in the day that he's delivered at different universities, he like he knows he knows what's up. He's a conscious individual. I don't know where he is, and he's he's been through certain things. Like he's had mental breakdowns, and I don't know if through those mental breakdowns, uh, or if he's ever been threatened to not be as much of a radical as what he was bred to be, what he grew up to be. Um, you know, just his method. I don't like. I don't know. Like he, but I know at one point in time, Kanye could have been a great leader, and he he knew what was up, and he would. There would be a lot of things that I would agree with. I just don't know how true Kanye he is currently, and how much how much mm-hmm. freedom he would have to be to be true Kanye. Well, I don't know. Like again, I don't really be diving too deep into it. And the only reason I said earlier, I just need somebody competent in office. Like, I don't know how much he's going into his history. And like, I I just, you don't know. Like, I don't know how much one person, I don't know how much somebody else knows. I just need somebody who's really competent and for the people, period. Um, Aside from that, I really don't care. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest like yeah, I, I, everything got to change like until stuff really changes it's hard to care because ain't nothing really being changed like it's we've seen it in past presidential elections where another candidate has clearly won and the other person is in office so they blatantly put it in your face like your vote isn't counting so mm-hmm. whatever we want to do we're going to do so until like that changes and the people get fed up with that shit, it's still going to be the same stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like no matter what, you just have to figure out how to stay ahead of the curve, like how to work with the system. Because we're always going to be on this game board. You just got to learn how to just get through it. <laughs> For sure. And, and a, you know, how to make you, whatever your purpose, your dreams are, how to manifest those within the system that's at play, you know, because... There's some higher power system. I mean, eventually they'll be defeated. Oh, it's coming. Farrakhan just said it. I got to go back and watch that video. Farrakhan on the 4th. I got to, I caught the end of it. I need to go back and watch. um, What was, so 
Was there anything that really stuck out to you that he said? Uh, to be honest, he, he spoke about a lot of stuff that I already kind of knew. Um, so I guess the thing that stood out to me again is just always like how eloquent and like just how he articulates himself and like he'll flip his energy like he'd be talking super common and turn up like nah this is what we about to do and that's it (laughs) so like he gets you charged up and you be ready to run through a wall it's almost like a football coach he'd be having them gassed up so um and that's another that's another reason why i'm just like i'm so glad i'm in la right now like just to be on the west coast to be surrounded by leaders like that and have you know other other leaders you know from our generation here in california i'm just like i mean you can't go wrong if you in cali if you're in florida if you're in atlanta (laughs) you just need some some like people around you need some some of that like energy so I feel like I'm in a good spot being being back here in Florida. Like I needed this sun. Being back in the southeast and like being out of well, I guess for a couple of years when I was in Tampa, like I was still getting it, but like living in Atlanta for them four years and then living in Seattle for a year and a half, whatever, just the lack of sun. I'm like, nah, I need to be either in Cali or in Florida. I need some sun. Mm-hmm. So I think um, the environment definitely is key at this point in time. Like, just a lot of stuff going on, just being aware for sure. Yeah. Another thing that comes to mind is thinking about Farrakhan and like the type of man that he is. One of the audiobooks that I was listening to on the drive out here was The Way of a Superior Man. Love that book. That's, that's at the top for me. Yeah. Right. It's, it's sitting over here next to me. <laughs> I'm definitely, yeah, I definitely need to get it in print too so I could like take some notes on it. And um, yeah. yeah, like just, it was, it was so <clears throat> eye opening when it comes to just like, my, my obviously my favorite part was like the the second half of the book which was like all the male female dynamics part exactly and just knowing like basically give me a cheat code to the man um and what i can do as a woman that you know bringing that divine feminine energy to help him to elevate as yeah. well as help myself to elevate knowing what my natural energy is and how to step into that so yeah oh man that's so dope um I know all of, did I tell you, I told you about that book? I think, no, I think it was on Nipsey's um, reading list. I think that's where I originally came across it. Okay. And I think you might have mentioned it and that's when I might have downloaded it. Because like any, any of my female friends, I'm always recommending that book. And I tell them exactly what you just said. I'm like, it's low key a cheat code <laughs> to us. Um, and I was like, and then it kind of gives us a little cheat code on y'all and they always kind of dismiss it. And I always salute the ones who can make it through the whole thing. Cause I'm like, the first half is very much so geared toward men, but you shouldn't look at it in that perspective. Like you should look at it like, oh, this is how they're thinking or this is how they operate, whatever, whatever. 
And then when you get to the second half of the book, like you said, it ties in the masculine and feminine um, together and shows how that intertwines and how that works. And it's a dope book. It's mm-hmm. definitely a dope book. I highly recommend that. And that's way of the superior man. We need to put a link or something like that in the description. For sure. And some of his language that he used when he would talk about women had me cracking up. And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like some people might get offended by the language, but I'm like, if you get offended by the language, then you're just missing the message. And I think that that's something that applies to everything. Because I know, like, I used to watch, um, there's this billionaire guy named Dan Penna. And, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's super he's very hard. aggressive. Like, yeah, very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Most people, like, they'll just shut down, they'll be so offended. And I'm like, what the fuck are you offended for? Like, listen right. to the message. There's a lesson in everything and every everything that you encounter. There's a lesson there. And if you're getting offended by how that lesson is presented, then, you know, that's just your flaw, your loss. But yeah, so, like, this book, there's there's some funny ways to talk about women. Um, that it was, it was funny. <laughs> Yes, but I he writes it from a perspective like it's for men. It's written for men. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so it's like the of course the masculine mind they'll automatically pick it up. But that's why I tell any women I'm like just look at it from a, a cheating perspective. Like, oh, okay, I'm about to tap into to this mindset. But like to me, it just makes for like smoother interactions. Like. And you know, like, you know what he's lacking, per se, or you know, like, how you can kind of fill in in certain areas and, like, how to complement each other, which is how it should be to me. Like, it should be that yin and yang, that, that balance. Mm-hmm. And, you, and one thing is I realize you don't have to always explicitly tell the person, like, your game plan, like, what, like, I don't have to tell you you know, sometimes it's, it's better to be, like, covertly help somebody to build somebody than to, like, tell them, you know, yeah. what they're, how you're trying to help them grow or what are their areas of things, of growth and things like that. So. But the book definitely gives you the little hidden tricks like that, like how you can do that without being super blatant, am I right? Mm-hmm. So instead of telling a woman she needs to work out, just compliment her on certain aspects of her body. And that makes her like she'll pay more attention to them and she'll want to keep those things tight and looking right. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, I got that's one where I, I need to reread at least once a year. Mm-hmm. That needs to be on like the annual list for sure. Yeah, that Speaking one. Speaking of, give give me like two more books that you would put in there. I was about to say, I kind of want to say thinking grow rich. But then I can't promote his stuff anymore. He'd be saying some some shaky stuff when it comes to our people. Yeah, but so does that's the thing. And that and that again comes down to is the lesson like the lesson how still a good lesson in there. You're right. <laughs> You're right. But I also feel like you can still find that same lesson from people who look just like us. It's true. out there. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, is that what and that's a reflection of the of um the culture in which we live in right so the elite class is predominantly white males from what we see now there's definitely mm-hmm. an elite class that is a melanated people but we're not exposed to that here in our, in our you know our area so i received um this information from you know napoleon hill 
who definitely, right. you know, probably one of the elitists. Um, but, but kind of. He got speak, some good teachings too, though. I love Napoleon Hill stuff. Yeah. The, um, the 5%. Is that what it's called? The 5 percenters? Isn't that mm-hmm. what Jay-Z's part of? I don't know what you're part of, but. Okay. But the, I don't. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely hip hop affiliated thing. That's something new that I'm going to look into. It's, it's like far like another kind of elitist kind of conscious group, um, you know, uh, different kind of mindset kind of group that I, I want to look into more. I got some books on it. I can see. Like what did you say? So I got some books I can see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you all, you all the resources. I'll be on it. <laughs> um, I'm be, like, I got I to gotta look this stuff up. That's why I tell anybody, like, don't just take what we say. Um, you know, for gold or for a grain of salt, look it up. Um, all of this information is out there. Plenty of books. And again, like use discernment when it comes to your web sources for sure. But like book wise, that's the gold. Like <laughs> that is the apple. And I think um, another, another book that I just finished reading was The Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. And when you mentioned it, I just started that. Really? I think that was the one I just started. Yeah, I'm probably maybe a chapter in. So like a purple pinkish color cover? I got it on PDF. I don't know. I have to look. But um, I like that one because it, it just, it puts into words everything that I've kind of been practicing with thinking only about what you want or thinking more so about what you want um, being intentional, like, you know, setting up an intention, like, okay, when I talk to this person on the phone, I want this outcome. That way you're more likely to get that outcome. Um, and, you know, you know, making sure that your vibration is high, that way you can attract other high vibrational things. So I like that book in that it's like really just kind of lays out how to manifest things in your life. So I would say way superior man, law of attraction. Um, and the thing is thinking grow rich is very similar it, and it kind of gets a little bit repetitive, so it's it's kind of in line with the law of attraction. Um, but what would you say your books are? Oh, actually, and also like the five people you meet in heaven, because yeah. it teaches you how to. It, it helps you to uh, live life, um, understanding that everything is always working out, working in a certain order, working out for you. And that it's good to be in the moment and see the value of a situation while you're still mm-hmm. living it rather than waiting till you die or till years later and then be like, oh, now I see how that experience serves me. Right. But find the value kind of in the moment. I like that. I meant to read that one. And mistake. You said thinking girl rich. I'm thinking rich dad, poor dad. It's Robert oh, Kiyosaki, who I think was making some of them comments. But I don't know about okay. Napoleon Hill. So. I don't know about him. We'd have to look his stuff up, but Napoleon oh, okay. Hill definitely got some good teachings. But for some reason, I thought you said Rich Dad Poor Dad. I said that second because those two, like, I, because I, I felt like thinking real rich, I had already gotten so much into like manifestation and thoughts and like that, that yeah. it was somewhat repetitive for me versus Rich Dad Poor Dad taught me more about like finances, something that I really hadn't tapped into because I read those at, a, at the same time similarly. Um, so I think the rich dad, poor dad was more new information to me at the time, even though thinking about rich is definitely a lot of valuable information. Yeah, I probably would say between those, I know I read rich dad, poor dad first, 
that was definitely one of the first books I read like after college. Um, Thinking Grow Rich though, I think just from where I was from a mental perspective at that point in time was probably more impactful. Um, just becoming more aware of thoughts and like, like you said, focused thought patterns and stuff like that, like focusing on intentions. Um, but uh, I haven't read any books from our culture yet. I haven't like that's one of my goals is to dive into more books from our people. So I haven't yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. So I could definitely do a top three just off of that, but off of the three that we're just saying. I definitely would put The Way to Superior Man. Um, one of the books that really got me started was The Code of the Extraordinary Mind um, by Vishen. I always mess up his last name. Lakiani, I think his name is. But um, he does like the Mind Valley apps and stuff like that. I didn't even know that was the same person for a long time. But I read that book probably about like five years ago. And just the stuff that's in that book. And like, he puts game-changing tools in the book, like other books to read and stuff like that too. But that book <laughs> was a key for real, for real. Um, and then I got to throw one from our side in there. So, um, I actually, I just read this one not too long ago. It was like the philosophy of yoga, the philosophy of, of Egyptian yoga. Mm. That was a really good book because it covered everything A to Z, health related, uh, energy related, thought related, very ancestral. Um, I got to get the exact title, but I can send that to you too. Yeah, we definitely got to drop these titles in the show notes. For sure. And then also, um, have you read Ancient Egyptian Walking Book of the Dead? No, I've heard of that one though. Yeah, it's another, another highly recommended. I think everybody need to read that. I'm just like, and that's one thing I've enjoyed since I haven't been like working, working since I've been here. I've just been kind of focusing more on just settling my energy is I have been able to read. And one of the books I'm reading now is When Things Fall Apart. Um, and it, it goes good into like teaching about meditation and just being, you know, in certain like the present moment. It's, that one's written by a, a monk, Kima Shadron, Shadron, something like that. But, oh, and I got it. Yeah, I need to get that title from you. And then I think me, you might have talked about it, but Autobiography of a Yogi. Yes. Mm -hmm. Next level. I still need to actually finish it. I, it's, it's a huge book, like bigger than what I would normally be reading page wise. Like I try and keep it in that two to 300 range, but Look this will probably like, readers over here. <laughs> yeah, but this one's like five, 600 pages, but the story, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, what'd you say? A Harry Potter book. <laughs> I actually never read a Harry Potter book. Me neither. I was like, I was like, there's no way I'm reading a book that big, but people yeah, same. Like <laughs> I was like, there's no way. <laughs> no, I thought it was just me. I'd be like, honestly, I would turn them away. And I'm like, man, that's way too many pages. I'm straight. Oh, it's like man, a I, for real. Man, that's funny. I knew I used to, a lot of people used to read that. And um, what was it? Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. And 
it was a series that I did read. It was like an adventure series. I can't remember the name of them. I don't know. Very few books I was reading pre-college. So how has your morning routines changed since you've been on the road in LA? Like, are you still being able to get your meditation sessions and stuff in? So the routines have been something that I've been intentional about maintaining because I knew that, you know, like basically being homeless, like, you know, I don't have my home in Gainesville and I, I still haven't officially signed my lease on my apartment here. So I knew that in that transition, like I would just not be very grounded and just move from city to city. Um, so I was very intentional about keeping my routine. So um, I would do my journaling, you know, morning and night do my meditation. There were some days where I didn't do my meditation first thing in the morning. Um, but now I'm at the point now, since I've been in California, I've been really intentional about doing my journaling, having my tea, doing my meditation. Um, and then now I'm going, you know, doing, adding my runs in there, but yeah, I definitely had to stick to my routines, um, to keep me like some, some sense of like normalcy. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Kobe. Hmm. Missing Kobe. <laughs> the dog. He, yeah, he hasn't been on my mind a ton. I think it's just because I'm so at peace, like with like his situation. Yeah, I'm so at peace with situations. And he's in a great home, and you know, I just feel like it's a chapter that's kind of like closing. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just weirdly at peace with it. I like. Sometimes I'm like, dang, I didn't even hit them up to ask for a picture. Like they probably think I don't care about him no more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know I see people like, there, like there's so many dogs out here in LA so like whenever I see dogs I like think about him or you know of course I like look through my phone but I've been pretty at peace and I know he's been like super excited super spoiled where he is and um so yeah hopefully um he's not gonna try and rip off their face like he was mine he no he was not hey lover hey don't believe her believe her he let her tell you that he did get out. you were the typical dog owner oh he doesn't bite he's very friendly and then you go to reach to pet him and he rips your face off he would not don't even speak okay. that upon my baby he's a gentle giant right. okay yeah he's just a puppy full grown-ass pet he's just a puppy yeah. <laughs> All right. that's the funniest part to me the fact that i still see puppy in his face and everybody else is like nah <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it ain't just me. So you know there's some truth. Well, he's a sweetheart. He um he did get out the other day. Apparently ran up on this little dog, but the owner grabbed it and he didn't do nothing, so that's good. That is good. Because yeah. it wouldn't fare well for the smaller dog for sure. Jeffrey made the journey with me. Jeffrey, my snake, she's made the journey. She's sitting in the kitchen in a plastic tub. So I know she's at the point where she's like, fuck this. Put me in a real home, so I need to get her a, a cage soon. <laughs> Did she eat? I fed her before I left, so that was like a week ago, and she can go two weeks without eating. So oh, you said she her. was starving herself. I thought she was getting yeah, ready. She had a, yeah, yeah, she finally did eat, so she was able to eat twice. So she had to eat, eat for like a month, and then she finally ate two weeks before we left. So she got two meals in. <laughs> Traveling with the snake yes 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 um is there anything else we should talk about i mean this was like a this, we were just really just wanted to catch up 
with ourselves because it has been a, a little bit of time since Blair and I have been able to connect with me traveling across the country. So this episode was just to kind of catch up, talk about some current events, what things are going on in our lives. Um, you know, Blair and I don't really be tapped into the news, so we couldn't get too <laughs> we couldn't talk too much on hey. current events because we live in our own little bubbles. <laughs> hey, but look, it's such a peaceful life. It's such a peaceful life, man. Like I'm very much aware of well of you know, well aware of what's going on. Like one thing we didn't touch on, did you see what happened in Stone Mountain? Yes. I did I was, yeah, I watched a clip of that on, on Instagram. Yeah, I, I asked my dad, because um, especially his old crib, right around the corner from there, like mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And I was like, yo, you see what happened in Stone Mountain? No, I ain't see it. I was like, of course your news ain't show that. You know, they ain't showing that shit. Come on, dog. Yeah. And so I sent him the video, and he's like, wow. I'm like, yeah, bro, time to wake up, dog. <laughs> Get off the news. Yeah. But yeah. pretty wild. So was that Different group? Times. You remember the name of that group? Yeah. I think it's NFAC, Not Fucking Around Coalition. Hell yes. I'm like, <laughs> like, I think that's the name for real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, I didn't catch his name, but the leader, mm-hmm. when he got on this loudspeaker, he was not fucking around. Like, that's what I love. Not afraid. Like, yes, this is this is what this is the result of all of it. So, just... I, I I mean, I, I definitely like that energy for sure. Like, this is very much modern day Panthers type stuff. But at the same time, I just saw that they signed like a thousand troops to go to Atlanta. Like, why y'all got to do that? Like, so now, like, we need the NFAC to be in the neighborhoods and stuff like that. Like, this is the time for like the gangs and stuff to really be that power of the neighborhood like this the time saw, the unity, all of that stuff ti responded he was like sign me up so you see what i'm saying like um i and i saw somewhere too it's just like we as people of color gotta start looking at it like you take another person of color's life you taking uh, like a fellow soldier's life that's like part of our somebody life. who that's somebody who's on your team so, like I said, even with the gangs and stuff like that, it's time to unite. Like, you got the infrastructure in place, you got the leadership, you got the members, like, everybody on one accord. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and this is why it's so important for us to get our families together because we cannot get together if we still have sick minds out there. Like, if our people are still sick and can't even fathom why they should come together, why they should put the pork chop down and the chitlins down and turn off the TV and stop drinking the, the, the alcohol. It's like if they can't fat, like we, we can't even think of us coming together or people gonna come in there and then fuck shit up because they don't know what they're doing and they don't really know how to operate at that level. So this is a time for us all to really, if, if you're listening to this podcast and if you identify as somebody who's woke or conscious, you need to be looking at your family, getting your family together. That, that's your primary role is get your family together and then bring them into the cause because, you know, there's no way for us to do this if, you know, we remain as they made us, which is sick and, and lost. Yeah, man. Continue to educate yourselves. And like we always say, question everything. Look all this stuff up. Um, start to learn how to become self-sufficient. Like 
it's a time where like we really do need to to get our farmers and stuff back in place like we need to set up infrastructure and stuff for ourselves um been preaching this no different than starting your own business like taking control of your future stop letting them um be in the driver's seat for lack of a better word but stuff changing though and (laughs) whether we like it or not like even if you're not ready for it it's still changing so it's it's either you you hop on board or you about to get lost in the sauce yep things aren't going back to how they were before and that's a good thing because we needed this chaos in order to birth change so you did did sometimes you gotta you gotta go through the fire before you can see um heaven basically like so it's gonna be some brighter days for sure for sure and we'll keep coming here every single week you know bring whatever tools that we know what we've been using and obviously you know we're going to continue to gain more tools to be able to share with y'all because we're not going to stop we're committed to this journey, this path of personal growth of, you know, living in our purpose and bringing along as many people as we possibly can, because that's just, that's just part of it. You know, we, we don't want to do this alone and we know that we're not supposed to do it alone. Like we know that ultimately we're all connected. We're all a part of the same thing. So, you know, we're dependent on everybody, you know, to reach our highest point, you know, so. we in- Takes a village people. Yeah, it takes a village. All right, y'all. With that, this is the end of the episode. As always, we definitely want to hear from you. Want to hear your opinions. If you disagree with us, we definitely want to hear from you um, because this is just our personal opinion. So um, just make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the Parallel Past podcast. Big facts. Y'all have a good week. Uh, keep your vibrations high also keep your immune systems high keep talking about this COVID stuff up and down forget that forget the fear aspect of it keep your immune system high so that means eating the right stuff putting the right herbs and nutrients in your body take care of yourself first everything else can take care of yourself yep garlic oregano oil (laughs) all All that (laughs) peace and love peace